1: Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com
2: slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer.
1: Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. This is the first of our bi-weekly fullcasts. We've gone to Twice a week. The Mega Cast. The Megacast, We've gone to basically recap and preview, which we take that very loosely. Today's probably gonna be pretty recapish because week two in college football. Oh you, you you dirty. You dirty thing, you it's just so much action across the board. It's gonna gonna take a lot. We're gonna take at least forty-five minutes to figure out exactly what just happened.
2: I think you've just warned people that they're in for a one hour and seventy minute pot that would be a two hour but yeah, we're gonna go way past forty five. Yeah, you've you've so cursed fast.
0: you've cursed us. We've never done a we have never done a podcast where Spencer mentions the time either before or during that he estimates it will take and we ever came even
2: close to that. Yeah. I I think we can be done in like thirty five minutes. Pff, two boy. days
0: two days later. Oh my god, I've shit myself. <laughs>
2: send, send food. <laughs>
1: send us send supplies help we're gonna do it it'll be fine i um I, I do want to mention this week though that that we're gonna just get it jason's gonna call out two things that happened we're gonna re, we're gonna reserve because a lot of things happened okay you had clemson auburn playing you had oklahoma and ohio state playing in what ended up being a really interesting game i was kind of down on the evening games for a second and then that one started to pick up and interesting things happened that was fascinating you had USC Stanford, which because it was on Fox and it was on the West Coast, people might be sleeping on just how much ass USC managed to kick in that game—just truckfuls of ass, like as much ass as wasn't in the Coliseum today for the Rams game. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> My favorite thing, which is, yes. hey, nobody's yes. in this game. Let's take pictures
0: of it. Yeah, yes. yeah, because people are smart. Oh, you want to see Scott Tolzien? No. Why would I want to watch a garbage Colts team where the coach thinks that he just got beat by the 49ers? A real thing Chuck Pagano said in the post-game press conference. What did he say? Chuck Pagano, you know, was giving his opening remarks about the Colts getting their asses kicked and says, Yeah, you know, as you can see, we got our asses kicked by the 49ers today. Not the team they (laughs) played, not even the other team in Los Angeles.
2: I mean, I don't think it's fair. They made the Colts play the whole NFC West. That ain't right. <laughs> That's, you know, they only recruit the best there because it's a meritocracy.
1: It's not like college football. You've got people who have these like birthrights and stuff. Nope, nope. It's uh, it's a man's league. There, got to earn your keep. Let's check record.
0: Don't do See? this. Fine. I'll no? look. I'll look. I'll, no, I'll I'll look.
2: No, don't don't look. He's not. No, what's I'm the looking. equivalent in our sport? You say like you're playing Ohio State, and you're like, "Well, we got a big game against the Ohio Bobcats this week."
0: No, you no, good? it's not. It's not even close because, like, at least that you can be like, "Yeah, you know, both like have Ohio in it. One's fucking Los yeah. Angeles, the other one's San Francisco." It's
2: the same state. <laughs> it's a very big state, so maybe it's like, it's "Well, we're, we're playing North Texas." No, you're playing UTEP.
1: Is Chuck Pagano Italian or French? Like one of those Euro tourists who goes, I have come here and I'm going to uh, see your country. Uh, I'm going to go to uh Miami and then San Francisco. Are those close? Those two look close on the map. So three hours, four hour
0: drive. <laughs> Chuck Pagano. Can I is, walk it? Chuck Pagano is uh forty nine and thirty one at Indianapolis. So not terrible. No,
1: no, no. He's doing okay.
0: Not terrible. Um eight and eight and eight in twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen, and boy eight and eight would be a a goddamn coup if he pulls it off this
1: year. Which, which NFL is... coach is he? Is he the bald one? Or does he have the goatee?
0: He has the <laughs> yeah, he's got the um Chuck Pagano sort of looks like he used to have a biker past, but has since given it up. Also, because Wikipedia <laughs> is Wikipedia, the picture of Chuck Pagano is when is uh from his time as defensive coordinator with the Baltimore Ravens. Wikipedia. We're trying.
2: Have we now spent more time talking about the Colts than whatever the internet's greatest Colts podcast is? Yeah. Sorry. Will this week.
0: Sorry. So let's but I'm not Spencer Spencer was alluding. Here's how I want to let Jason Jason only wants to affirmatively talk about two things from week 2. And how I want that to happen, if it's all right with y'all, Jason, whenever you're tired of something Spencer and I have brought up, just, like, interject forcefully and bring it. You have these two cards you can lay down, and we will immediately yield our time to you. Yeah, that's what we're trying to get to.
2: Can we bring this back after Florida plays? I don't, I'm not familiar with that school. Man. Mm. No, I'm, I'm. What if? What if I hang on to one of these cards for after next? Oh, week? oh, Florida, Florida. You mean the university?
0: Florida. You mean the University of Chicago of the South, a school <laughs> that was great at football and then decided for academic reasons not to play the sport anymore and rejected after. the Big Ten's overtures to that effect.
2: And just like the University of Chicago, there is a radioactive element on campus. That's it's very, university it's
1: very good. Yeah, and full of bad ideas. Remember, that's what the. What did the University of Chicago do? What if society didn't exist? <laughs> That'd be good. What do we have? We have a nuclear reactor. We abolish football. We decided maybe we should rip apart the fabric of society for a dollar.
0: There mean, you go. The alternative would be a Division One football program that has a nuclear reactor. So, oh, that's Alabama, probably. Yeah. Never
1: mind. Yeah, Florida. Florida had one for a while. Then they sold it, pawned it. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask hey, what happened to it. <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> If anyone knows what happened to Florida, how did you leave. lose a
0: nuclear reactor in a divorce? Man, I don't want to talk about
1: it. All right? I wanted the Camaro. And I got Peg the Camaro. Wa- Peg wanted to hurt me, okay? The divorce wasn't about sense. It was about emotions. <laughs>
0: Alright. Well let's Spencer, you started talking about USC Stanford. Let's at least uh, it's not the most important game, arguably, of the of week two. But um Yeah, just a thorough ass beating. Of Stanford. And Stanford hung in there, but by the end, just just a thorough, thorough ass beat.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. This is this is very looking. It pretty much the best possible result for USC in a lot of ways. Came out kind of flat against Western Michigan. Not flat here. No, sir. Sam Darnold uh, had kind of a lackluster day against Western Michigan. Uh, not here. No, sir. 21-26, 316. Four TDs. His forehead was looking big and glorious. He did throw two interceptions, but I don't know, man. Stanford's good. You know, he's one of those quarterbacks. He's going to throw a couple. It's going to happen.
0: Yeah, when you go 21 of 26, if two of your five incompletions are interceptions and you throw four touchdowns, it's fine. That's hey, you fine.
1: Know what? So- someone's catching the ball. That's Keeping a- <laughs> the ball off the ground.
0: <laughs> completable, thought, he's throwing completable balls, right? That's what. That's the lesson inter- here.
1: Interceptions should go as completions because, yeah, you are throwing a completable ball, right? Sam Donald should be 23 for 26. Only three of those balls hit the ground because that's just how attractive his throws are. The more important thing for USC in this, though, was against a stout, allegedly stout, Stanford front. Uh, Stanford gave up 307 yards rushing. USC had 200-yard rushers. If you've got two guys who can put up 100 on Stanford, you are going to be a fucking handful to play, no matter who you're playing, which, coincidentally... I'm going to watch Texas USC next week just to see this in person, right? Just to see if Tom Herman could sprinkle a little pixie dust there's there's no pixie dust in LA by the way, it's it's been incinerated. The last
0: Burned. the last team to run for that many yards against a Stanford defense the Oregon Ducks in 2010 when they ran for 388 7 that's the that's the darren thomas ducks that's the little michael james ducks and mm-hmm. john barner in there like so yeah this is uh this is a historic occasion for sure and yeah. also you know that oregon season turned out pretty well all told yeah michael michael dyer was down first of all i wasn't gonna bring that up i just as of now michael dyer even being in the game That you're playing. Well, no, that'd probably be better for Auburn at this point. Never mind. Can't even Mm. be better for Auburn. Can
2: he
1: block? Yeah, that'd be good. If you can have two guys in the backfield who could run,
2: apparently that's what Auburn needs.
1: Apparently that's that's what they don't have. I think
2: it would be nice if Michael Dyer, if they had some spare eligibility, which that sounds far-fetched. That dude was like an eight-year senior. Um,
0: (laughs) I think he's still playing somewhere.
2: (laughs) He's still kicking around somewhere. If... You could line him up next to Jarrett Stidham and have like a decoy quarterback, and like somehow trick Clemson's defensive line into sacking the wrong guy. Mm. That'd be a pretty good idea, sure, right? Like,
0: like a Saddam Hussein body
2: double. Yes, that's the way and to then, go. And then, I mean, it, Jarrett Stidham is assassinated because he's taller; he's the bigger target.
0: Right. And well, he he's he's the statue. He's the statue that gets pulled down. So
2: statue. The statue's got to be. <laughs> top. Are,
1: are you? I mean not like, I mean, Alabama's got some spare statues if you need them.
0: <laughs> I just, how many how many false saviors does this make for Auburn under Gus Malzahn at this point? Like, Auburn never has, Auburn never, it feels like Auburn never enters the season with just like, yeah, we got this guy at quarterback, we think he's pretty good, you know, not going to be amazing, but like, hopefully we'll do enough. It's either, oh, Auburn's got nothing, or Auburn has Tim Tebow, And Peyton Manning's secret love child coming out, and he's made entirely of passing yards, and he's going to give them out to the world.
2: Also, he transferred from another school. That's always a key factor. Right. Now, if he's at the other school, then you're on to (laughs) something. That's that's so sick and so true.
1: (laughs) The the best quarterback he's had post-cam, right? Because remember, Gus is offensive coordinator for that team. But the best quarterback he's had was a converted DB.
0: Dick Marshall. Clemson just, Auburn only got to 117 yards. And and, and in in confusing fashion, they did so with a time of possession of 32 and a half minutes. Which, like, I don't understand what you were doing in that time span. Were you? I, I feel like I feel like Auburn just decided like let's just run clock from the word go. Let's just run as much clock as possible.
1: This was there. There were a couple of teams this week who are guilty of loitering, just eating up clock and not doing much with it. No one's a worse violator of this than Pitt. <laughs> Pitt had something like thirty eight plus yards of possession and Thir- yeah, fourteen th-
0: points. Yeah, they had almost thirty nine minutes of possession. <laughs> With a lot of first downs, yeah, and they, like but they at least run. they Pitt at least outgained Penn State, so like they just couldn't finish drives or like get drives to go long. They they had shitty field position a
1: lot, and Penn State didn't. Or they or they arm punted because Max Brown. Whew,
0: well, uh, that, that, uh, yeah,
1: that boy, that boy loves an arm punt.
0: But Auburn, it's just like, how do you spend so much time doing nothing?
2: Well, putting your quarterback back together takes some time. You got to, you know, find the right socket to put the arm in. Mm -hmm. You got to download the instruction manual if you, you know, because you don't want to just go by memory. You might put a leg on backwards.
0: I feel like I feel like what Auburn did was the equivalent of when you wake up on, you know, a Saturday in the summer and you're like, I'm going to get some stuff done today. I'm going to go to the gym. (laughs) And then eight hours later, you're like, all I did was play Bioshock. Shit. <laughs> I spent time. Time was spent. Nothing okay, happened.
2: Next Saturday, it's going to be different. It's going to next be different. Saturday morning.
1: I'm not going to be surrounded by nine Lacroix cans. I can't fit into the recycling because I didn't even
2: take it out today. All right, I got 17 to do's. I'm going to get all of them done. Okay, I got one of them done. <laughs> one
0: for 17. So here are. I'm just going to read the yardage gain for all of Auburn's drives in the second half at which at which the score was seven to six so this was still a close game that Auburn could have won are you ready yeah <clears throat> two five six negative five <laughs> 17 negative five
2: that's a damn phone number <laughs>
0: well it's weird to have negatives in a phone number but auburn you figured it out
1: Auburn, uh, auburn would do it that's what that dash in the middle is. See, yeah, Auburn's
0: got that. It. Auburn's got that negative phone number, so it can't be hacked by the Equifax hackers. You'll never <laughs> have four, ours.
2: four negative four.
0: Oh wait, you know what has two dashes? This is social security number, so that's what this is. And yeah,
1: no one, and you know what, no one in Auburn has
2: one.
1: So <laughs> Ain't no
2: security in that backfield, bro.
1: hmm It's very social, though. Clemson, come on over. It's true. You know what? You, you know how many friends Jarrett Stidham had over last night? Eleven. He made eleven new friends. I he mean,
0: <laughs> I mean, but but on the other hand, one of their two scoring drives went for one yard. So
2: yeah, just for, for that game, our like the the main posts we did right at the buzzer was just that's a lot of sacks, basically, and uh, we were writing it as if Auburn had zero prayer, you know, and somebody says something like, "Well, they might run back a punt." That was it. That was the entire only way this game could possibly swing if like ah Clemson dropped the ball in the end zone and Auburn fell on it. Just I I it's crazy to see an offense that hopeless and it's a Gus Malzon offense.
1: I mean, Ryan and I watch Florida all the time. This was Yeah, that's this true. is a this is a do this that. is a hopeless offense even by our standards.
0: Sorry. Sorry guys. <laughs> <I'm
2: glad. laughs> what do you think about Hey, this. I'm real glad
0: we don't play this year though, Auburn, because no. You know no. what the
2: contamination was? It was um, Florida's AD called Auburn to see about playing the game there. That's as true. R. Richard Johnson reported, and, so. and
0: and a worm snuck through the phone.
2: Yeah.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. Gotcha.
2: That's how Russia does it. I want you to think about this.
1: If you do like Jared Stidham was a t- was sacked eleven times in about three and a half hours, right? Yeah. So yeah. I want you to think about doing anything 11 times in, in that shortest span of time. <laughs> if you have 11 drinks, if you were, uh, if you ate 11 times, if you, you know what? If you did 11 heavy reps of an exercise, if you, if you played 11 video games, right? 11 sessions of a video game in three hours, it's excessive when you go, man, doing anything 11 times in that span of time sounds ridiculous. Now imagine this. Jarrett Stidham got hit at full speed or dragged to the ground 11 times in three and a half hours. He had a very bad game. I want you to feel very bad for him because, uh, one, he's not being paid that much. And, two, uh, he's in a lot of pain. That had hurt. Like I was watching that and I was like, I feel as bad for him as I have felt for anyone since uh, C.J. Bethard in Iowa's last bowl game against Florida. That, that was the last time I felt this bad for a quarterback.
2: Yeah, I got to go back to Kirk Cousins against Alabama.
1: <laughs> good Lord, that wasn't that. Wasn't.
2: That's always the gold standard for me because it was like, <laughs> I, I want him to stop. So
0: good news, Jarrett Stidham, you're going to get a huge NFL contract one day from yeah. the Forty ers yeah.
1: You, you, the 49er Rams. <laughs> yeah. You, did you Did you know Jarrett Stidham six four? I don't know. You might want to look at that young man.
0: Hmm. Might be might be something to look into. Yeah, I didn't watch any of this game, and I don't regret it.
1: Oh, no, I watched it. It was bad.
2: There was a lot going on at once, so I'll go ahead and slap down one of my cards. Yeah, Um, please, please. This was—so the primetime was just stupid, stupid, stupid loaded, and everyone knew it. You had the two games we've discussed so far. You also had Ohio State-Oklahoma, and you also had Georgia-Notre Dame, which was a far bigger deal than— you know, the rankings and whatnot would have suggested, which is kind of cool. It's a college campus trip and all that. But you had all these big, big, big noisy games going on, and they were all kind of flat in the first half. They were all, you know, lots and lots of defense, but not defense like, you know, oh, look at this dude got lit up. Look at this pick six, you know, not like uh, – and and it wasn't like a single game you could focus on, like LSU Bama every year where it's three to three, but it's, oh, those are two NFL defenses. You had all this going on, and there was kind of this weird lull. And then howling out of that lull came an 87-yard fumble that was touched by five, six, seven, eight different players and resulted in Louisiana Tech having a third and 93 from their own seven-yard line. And it just completely took over college football internet for a half hour, an hour, somewhere in there, until like, one, of the, one of the big games asserted itself. Like, they might have been looking up and realizing instead of mid-sacked eight times, and we all said, oh, okay, we better get back to serious business. But it was just amazing seeing that something that stupid completely steal everyone's attention away from four games that mattered quite a bit, and I was very happy about that.
0: Well, but what did they do after that when they were faced with third and goal from their own seven?
2: They made up quite a bit of it, if I recall. Like, the next play... I'm not going to look it up, facts don't matter. But the next play, yep. I seem to recall it being like a fourth and 67. Like, they made up a nice chunk of it.
1: Yeah, because if you're facing... Think about it. Everyone says, well, there's nothing in the playbook for third and ridiculous number, right? What's in the defensive playbook for third You're really, like, well, go go stand on the 50? Like, you could just line up 11 men on the 50, Right. Like, you're just, I don't know, just make a wall.
2: That works you know, against BYU.
1: You know, with BYU, every down is third 90.
0: <laughs> so, so they had fourth and goal from their own 28. And at this point, the score was 57-14. to 14. We are talking about, like, the start of the fourth quarter at this point. There is no way that, that Louisiana Tech was going to come back from this deficit. So why not just go for it on fourth and goal from your own 20? Like, isn't it more interesting to say, like, you know what? Yeah, you beat us by 40 points. But we converted on fourth and goal from the 28 because you got a dumb penalty and kept our stupid drive alive.
2: Yeah, like, is there a 1 in 100 chance you would have landed that shot? Sure. I think so.
0: Sure. Why not?
2: Listen, man, if there's one lesson of 2017, it's, Let's just do it and be legends, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I
1: would say that that the all PI offense is pretty much the only way to go there, mm-hmm. right? Either that or your best screen. Because there's nothing more humiliating than trying your best screen. Which team was it, by the way, that tried the UMass. The screen in the end zone this week? You're talking about the Hail Mary screen? No, not the hail mary. Oh, okay, screen. Okay. There was a team. There was another team that ran a the screen from their own end zone. Yes. Oh, I missed this. God, I yeah. didn't
0: see this, and I don't want to.
1: No, because if you remember, like the best example, of this was 2010 Rutgers, who yeah. who tried to run a screen out of their own end zone, and I believe George Selvie decided to get himself two points out of that. Real quickly, because when you catch the ball two yards deep in your own end zone on a screen, uh, sometimes they don't fall for it. Ah, it was it was in the Pitt Penn State game because Sean Watson called the screen, and uh, guess what, y'all? Screen when you catch it two yards deep in your own end zone, uh, sometimes that cornerback manages to beat the lineman because uh, cornerbacks are faster than linemen and they like to tackle people. And they tackled him in the end zone and, and, and got a safety. Thus avenging, by the way, the keychain-worthy upset last year of Penn State by Pitt. That's, uh, that's no longer happening, evidently.
0: And James Franklin wants you to know that this was not a big deal for Penn State. So not a big deal.
1: <laughs> it, was All right? like beating, it was just like beating Akron.
0: Okay. So not a big not Did not matter. Did not ne- we never think about Tiffany? She left eight <laughs> years ago, and we just we never think we don't know what she's doing on Instagram or Facebook. We don't know if she's still with Brad. We don't know how their two children, Brad Jr. and Bliffany, are doing. We don't I think love- Bliffany. We don't think is a dumb name because we don't think about Tiffany anymore.
2: <laughs> never had a single thought about Bliffany or Pitt. <laughs> Bliffany and or Pitt. I we love, don't. like, the, yeah, coach got them. Coach got, coach got those bastards. Yeah. Like, wait, wait, which 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 bastards did he get? I, I can't say. I, I can't tell you. It was I don't a good, know. Hey, he got know some bastards.
0: It was a good day for coaches all up in their feelings. And this is how we're going to talk about the Notre Dame-Georgie
1: game. <laughs> <laughs> I like the segue. I can't give you a more solid burn, and I can't really say anything nastier about Notre Dame or the effort or or Brian Kelly. Cause you know there's a lot of ways you could go to this because uh, one you have uh, how many how many points? That's one. They lost this game by one point, right? Yeah. Yeah
0: twenty to nineteen. Yeah.
2: Not one possession, one not, point.
0: One, not one possession. Well, <laughs> coach, wouldn't that one point? Okay. One point.
2: A point is a is point five of a possession.
1: That and uh, that and you could easily go, oh, well, this is Clearly, like, a Georgia team that's not as talented as Notre Dame is on paper. They're just not. They're not as organized. They probably don't have the recruits that Notre Dame has, by a margin. Didn't, added it didn't, up, they didn't weren't.
0: have the qu- starting quarterback they thought they'd have entering the Certainly game.
1: not. Already on their backup in Jake Frome, right? Nice right, so winbush has established the starter there. and a great game against Temple last week. You could go a lot of different ways. This is played at home. It's played in Notre Dame. All that mystique. All of that mist. Yeah. This, you can go a lot of <laughs> different <laughs> ways. Yeah, the the the. the eerie By that he
0: means M-Y-S-T, fans. because no, like uh, okay. the island, Notre Dame fans were not there. Nobody was there for Notre Dame. There's
2: nobody there. Yeah. You get lost. You don't know why you're there.
0: Oh, maybe they were, you know what? Since they're such good students, maybe they were stuck in books. Just like mist. It's not mm. their fault. They were studying maybe. too hard
1: maybe it's just all the locals vaping so hard just seeps into the sta seeps into the stadium
0: that was so i have been to a game like that i don't i think it was either 03 or 04 somewhere around that florida played miami at home and florida fans were there was were, smoke everywhere yeah well florida fans were pretty sure that they were that the gators were going to get killed so a bunch of people sold their tickets to miami fans and it sucks it sucks to it sucks to have that happen it is it is deeply unpleasant and i understand why some notre dame fans are very pissed at their fellows for doing this but as a neutral even though i was rooting for neutral now third party observer i was rooting for georgia at the time it's real it's real it's real real funny when you see like oh the storied Storied South Bend, Notre Dame Stadium, where legends have lived and died and lived again. Like, you're just like, oh boy. Lotta, of, lot of Brogans up in here. Lot of Brogans and Bradys. Well, no, Brady, I guess, is on the Notre Dame side.
1: By the way, shout out quick, 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 quick shout-out to an actual Brogan, by the way. That would be, that'd be Brogan Roback. A name we are not making up. Eastern Michigan's own starting quarterback Brogan Roback, who looks exactly like what you like. He looks exactly like what a Brogan Roback would be. Brogan Roback as a starter got Eastern Michigan's first win against an FBS opponent. That's right, Power Five, opponent. Power Five. Sorry, an FBS ever. They've never won an FBS. Their <laughs> <laughs> first <laughs> win <worst> ever. <laughs> ever. Brogan no is gone. god. But Brogan Roback got their first win against Power Five. I believe they were uh, 0 for twenty four before this, 0 for twenty five. Oh
0: no, they were like was 0 for fifty eight.
1: Whatever, man. He got the first. It was a lot. of oh. Brogan! Brogan, 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 so Brogan, Brogan, Brogan uh, beat Rutgers single handedly. I'll just say he did it single handedly. Sixteen thirteen. He kicked those field goals. I mean, sure. He he threw it. He threw a touchdown.
0: He had a fine day.
1: He caught it too. He didn't, he didn't throw an interception. Um, he didn't take a sack, taking them out of scoring range on the final possession of the game. Now, did he? Because I tuned in to the end of that. It was Big Ten alternate, which really made me question whether, as a society, we have our priori- priorities right. And that I heard, oh, Eastern Michigan record's coming down to the wire. I should watch that. And I was able to watch it. <laughs> That's not good. That's not right. I shouldn't be allowed easy access to that. I just how did, how did
0: how did how did Rutgers score more points against Washington than they did against Eastern Michigan? Body I clocks. Don't understand it.
2: Answer, what I like what here, well, right now we have on edge every Notre Dame fan and Georgia fan. Sure, because every Notre Dame fan knows the burn is coming, the punchline is coming, but it's mm-hmm. been derailed by Eastern Michigan Rutgers, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. like, yeah, oh man, you you fell behind them on the. F- Fight card that sucks, and then every Georgia fan is just come on, say it,
1: say it, say what we did to their stadium. <laughs> well, all right, there is this. First of all, congratulations, Eastern Michigan. Uh, man, Rutgers completely spit the end of that game because they're supposed to. <laughs> okay, all right. all right.
0: Let's go back to Airbnb. That's they what I'm really calling did.
1: it. All right, but uh, in, <laughs> but going back to going back to the shell of the myth of the wreck of what used to be Notre Dame. Being- they don't have a big alumni base right they have about 20,000 season tickets and then the rest of them are single games and you can buy those and that consequently if a fan base is bound to determine to just get it in because they're never coming back to this place i.e. georgia then they're going to get up all those tickets and that's why notre dame's field looked like 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 some sort of half georgia Notre Dame alumni function. Boy,
2: that'd be a twisted thing. But that's Do you why think there'll might... be anybody at the Masters next year? Like, did our state just empty out its bank account? <laughs> that's
0: right. Indiana is rich. Delta. Well, no, because
2: Yeah, the, pe- no, the people who took
0: the people who oh, took three thousand right. dollars from Delta not to go to the game. They'll go so to the Masters.
2: Just flipping I, Delta money.
1: I saw Georgia <laughs> I saw Georgia fans on Twitter who were like, yo man, those are masters passes on the last day. They were already planning. They're like, no, take that. And then you take that money and you get mm-hmm. master's passes for the weekend. That's how this works, son.
2: Hey buddy, that twenty twenty five UCLA trip, I'm gonna get tickets right now and turn that into monster trucks. I
0: mean I mean <laughs> this was this was a pretty this was a very golf football game because Georgia was just – for Georgia, it's just like, oh, and another penalty. That's going to ca- – oh, that's going to ca- – oh, but he, he saves par with a brilliant three on a – oh, my goodness. And Georgia has won the oldest, whitest game of all time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like the golf analogy there because it's like – I mean, shit was real, Georgia you know like it, the penalties weren't just oh darn you know it was it was like it was like it, it was like a pickup just mudding all up and down <clears throat> Notre Dame's field mm. Sorry about was, your turf yeah it was a muni It wasn't
1: a private course let let, it, let, it, let
0: us bring our dog in here so, so i like to ask an earnest question and i'm not trying to tweak anybody here why were georgia fans so hyped for this game and why were they so hyped to win it other than the fact that it's a win on the road against a ranked opponent, et cetera, et cetera. Like I don't understand what's special about Notre Dame that has bulldog fans like really, really excited.
2: they'd never been to South Bend before. Is that it? Yeah, It's, it's part of
1: it? It's part of it. It's one part. You got to remember we're very like we're very cynical about Notre Dame because we know that for the most part, the entire mythos of that program is a lie. Right, right, based in like crappy recruiting and this insane kind of borderline racist myth about it being like you know the place of opportunity as opposed to like a horrible hive of future hedge fund managers like you know and Ted Leo and everyone I know at Notre Dame you're all pleasant people right if I know you personally um, but otherwise it's you know just this kind of little wastoid hive. Are you?
0: I are. Are you sure it's not just like a hey, now I can. Now I can really dive all the way into my 1981 Sugar Bowl sex fantasy.
1: I think, part of it, yeah. I think there's part of that. But I think that for most people, especially most Georgia fans, like it would still represent a chance to go to some place they thought was significant or interesting as opposed to like a place where... You know, they I saw somebody on Twitter who was a reporter who was like said he saw two Georgia fans. My mom was like, They got a whole building for hockey? Well that's what the map says. And <laughs> go go thrashers. Yeah, and it was presented <laughs> with this mock like oh, the rooms They're so surprised we have a building for hockey.
2: Suck my dick, dude. First like, of all, you're the one with the building for hockey. Yeah. May nobody make you put that there. So like I mean, the Georgian, this particular breed of Georgian, is a person who is all about landmarks. Um, mm-hmm. As we've seen in the news lately, for <laughs> for good and for bad at times, um, you know, the Masters. So, like, Notre Dame, that's the Masters of football. Oh, right. In a whole lot of ways.
0: Sure, the color scheme kind of matches in some ways. Yeah, you yeah. got the... Gr- yeah, you probably do get a green jacket out of this. Probably, yeah, and I mean, the
2: food probably is like $1 because it would be uncouth to charge a $1.50. So you have that, and you also have a bunch of Southern Baptists getting one over on some Yankee Catholics. That's so, true. like, there's there's two sides of the coin here. There's this deep respect, and you did see, like, let's go see Wrigley. You know, let's let's get some Notre Dame gear that we'll never wear. And then there's also, like, you know— you know, Y'all know, don't got a Waffle House, well, yeah, fuck you, steak and shake sucks. You know, like, you two sides <laughs> of the coin at once.
1: I also think that Notre Dame is kind of the, you know, television commercial commemorative coin of football programs, right? And there's some Georgia fans who will buy commemorative coins off of TV. So that was one reason. There's one big reason we haven't mentioned yet. I think Georgia fans thought they were going to win this game and they wanted to go see it.
0: They were right. Hey, good job, y'all.
1: I mean, good good job. And I will tell you, one of the funniest things throughout the week, and a very endearing thing, is watching Georgia fans just be unapologetic, drunk rednecks at every single opportunity through the week. Brian Kelly's call-in show, did they show up and do the, what's that coming down the track? Did they do that chant during Brian Kelly's pregame show? Hell, yes, they did. Was he annoyed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he didn't well, have sense of humor.
2: Y- usually. Yeah. But yes, did he, they, he did seem to notice it.
1: <laughs> did did they do that at a Cubs game?
2: Yeah, they did at the Cubs game. They did Was there a video of them doing that in the bathroom at Wrigley Fields? <laughs>
1: yes, there like, was.
2: Like, man, <laughs> man, hey, hey, Chicago, you're a beautiful town. Guess what? Now you're Jacksonville, because Georgia's here.
1: <laughs> can't the best part was at every opportunity. I'm very proud of Georgia fans for this. They were can't take y'all anywhere. That was it. They're like, what is it? Oh man, can't take y'all anywhere. We're here at Shedd's Aquarium and they're looking at a whale like, what's that coming
0: down? <laughs> <track?"> <laughs> the whale's just like, Oh god. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, redneck. I went drinking with Champ Bailey once. Does that count?
1: <laughs> champ, champ, he's a good guy. He's, he's, a good good man. he's a good man. He's a good man. He's uh, a good man. so yeah, but this is big this is big man. Georgia goes in with the backup quarterback. They go to Notre Dame. It's a pretty good Notre Dame team. I don't I don't care if Brian Kelly's a dick. That hasn't changed. Pretty good Notre Dame team. Good offense. You held them, you you kept them in check. They weren't able to run the ball for anything. They only ran for 55 yards. They they they
0: averaged three and a half yards per play. They were three of seventeen mm-hmm. on third down. Um, and that's with a whole bunch of Georgia penalties. So Yeah,
1: that's real and that's real promising. Like a super sloppy performance. All around in terms of penalties and procedural stuff for Georgia, they still managed to eke out a 2019 win, and uh, they take over half the stadium. This may be as good as it gets for Georgia's season, and that's fine. Probably,
2: I mean, I, I think we saw last year what beating Notre Dame in a uh, highly <clears throat> hyped game can can result in.
1: Look, I, I look forward to USF coach Kirby Smart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's talk about Louisville. Let's talk about Louisville, North Carolina,
1: Oklahoma. No, we, Oklahoma, Ohio State. We will get to you. We're saving, saving the entree
2: for last. Are we going to do two straight episodes where we just keep punting Oklahoma, Ohio State? No, we'll get there. We, prom- no, we'll man, get, we'll get there
0: after. We'll get there after this. I promise. But well, it'd be I gotta, even
2: better I if we, out if we, if we, we swore we would and then didn't.
0: I mean, that does sound extremely on brand. We
2: should have like a ticker, like ESPN does, the coming debate up. subjects that are coming up. And like, it just, it, the ticker's like always like, what the fuck is happening? Like,
0: <laughs> We don't know. We've lost oh. the plot.
2: Oh no. Now we're back to the Colts.
0: Who's now? Um, <laughs> Lamar Jackson is averaging 505 yards of a game. If he, if Lamar Jackson were a team by himself, I would posit that in many ways he already is. Uh, he would be 26th in the nation. He's awesome. North Carolina has problems, although um, so, big, is, so does Louisville at this big, point.
1: Big problems. North Carolina has massive problems.
0: Lamar Jackson is, is has, has not missed a beat at this point. Just looks amazing and awesome. And does he make the occasional bad decision? Yep. Does he have to because this team might have to score 35 to 45 points a game to win? Yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this all going to come crashing down against that Clemson team? It really might. And not because, not because I think Lamar Jackson's going to – I mean, he, listen. He's probably not going to put up 505 against Clemson, but Clemson might not – let him on the field because Louisville, your defense, it's uh, it's got some issues.
1: They they have some issues, and those were less noticeable because uh, the UNC defense is on fire. Just playing with playing with gumballs and sparklers on their heads. Just, hey, out here to have some fun on fire the entire time that they're on the field. Um, what you should know about Lamar Jackson in this game, though. Is this, and and I ask you, did did either of you watch a substantial portion of this?
0: I would say yeah. I watched about a uh, twenty to thirty percent of it. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I probably watched sixty to seventy percent of this game, and it was stunning how relaxed he is right now. He's so smooth. Like last year, I remember on pass plays, it was, oh, all right, I got to look at this guy, and I got to look at this guy. I got to, okay, now I have to run. Right, he would go one read, two read, go. And now Lamar Jackson is kind of seeing the matrix and letting everything flow, and it's really cool to watch. And in this game, even when he was harried, I think it was his second touchdown pass where he, they got a corner blitz, as Craig McElroy called the cat blitz, right? Just boop, right off the corner. And he dodged the dude, shook him off of his ankles, looked downfield, and threw the longest touchdown pass he'd ever thrown. Right down the seam in a perfect coverage, splitting two safeties right to an open wide receiver. And it was a bomb. It was beautiful. He now can do things like when receivers, like he can throw to running backs and, and wide receivers in the flats because defenses are so committed to just hemming him in that there's space there. He When he takes off on runs now, he doesn't do it with that kind of pell-mell picking his way through. Nope,
2: just collides. It's yeah, he, scary. He, it's scary how good he could be. Now he's keeping his head up. Is the yeah the the football uh, cliche? You know, like on that one touchdown, it w- he could have easily scrambled for a first down. He could have made an amazing play. He could have gained twenty thirty yards, and everyone would have loved it. But you know, like you say, he he is learning how to keep his options open as he goes. He had. Over 500 yards of offense
1: and six TDs by himself. And in doing so, I never felt like he forced a thing. How the hell do you do that? (laughs) How? How in in football? A game where it's like, well, we'll just take what the defense gives you. Typically means you're just sort of nibbling down the field. Uh, He averaged 10 yards completion. He averaged 6.9 yards a rush. Nice. He did terrifying things all at this pace that just, like, that's how talented he is and how fast he is, that he was doing everything at a pace that appeared to be different than everyone else on the field. So this is just me. I'm going to be in awe of, like, at least two people this week. He's one of them. Baker Mayfield's the other, right, in a very different kind of way. Lamar Jackson doesn't look like he's hurrying at all. Baker Mayfield looks like he is playing with his hair on fire every single minute of every single play.
0: And now we can talk about... Oklahoma, Ohio State, thank you,
1: yeah, man. Not kicking that down the field. Segway's here.
0: It's about flag disrespect for me first of all, flag and field disrespect <laughs> you know flags. I mostly yeah. watch I watch the games to see if somebody will do something disrespectful because otherwise i view I view football to be the most respectful thing you can do to another person, and when you decide that hitting somebody in the head and ribs and legs repeatedly. Which we've all decided is okay, is not enough for you, and you decide to, to bring a flag out, like you're like you're not Neil Armstrong, son. You get getting a goddamn Apollo, rocket if you want to put a flag somewhere.
2: Purdue all ain't right? on this sideline. Purdue
0: is not on this goddamn sideline, and if they were, ah, eh, well, they might have put up about as much fight as Ohio State did. Actually, sorry.
2: <laughs> However. Is, isn't it true that all flags are worthy of standing at attention and respect, and anyone who does not do so is disrespecting the flag? Listen, because, I mean, I think it could be argued that Ohio State laying down was disrespectful to Oklahoma's flag.
1: I have to just go ahead and cite that it is a delightful piece of coincidental irony that Oklahoma, home of the land, the original land thieves went and staked a claim on Ohio's field.
2: They staked a claim on a place called Columbus. Layers. Like you went and named yourself after Columbus and that didn't even stop it.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. Slipping the script. (laughs) You take you take this crystal ball cologne.
0: Aye. And JT Barrett has smallpox, so it all works out.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. The whole offense. Whole offense is diseased at the moment. A lot of scurvy all throughout. The wide receivers, their hands, I think they've melted. More of a new nu- more of a nutritional deficiency overall, right? A space issue, a real estate issue, because nobody's got yards. Yeah. This is this is bad. JT Barrett, you can't I don't want to blame JT Barrett because nobody's open. Nobody's open downfield and, and those crossing routes that they relied on against Indiana, they just weren't there. For some reason, like Paris Campbell looked like a god against Indiana and against Oklahoma. He had 27 yards and three catches. That's it. Oh, oh! like their leading receiver was K.J. Hill. K.J. Hill didn't have 50 yards receiving. They kept it all in front of them. Now, you know, Kevin Wilson's a really, really smart coach. And Urban Meyer's a really, really smart coach. And this must be bad because those are two smart guys who can't get this loose. Whereas Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley, you, the leading receiver for Oklahoma for, for Baker Mayfield, to give you an idea of the brilliant night that Baker Mayfield had. Who was the leading receiver? Don't look. Whoa, just tell me the, the position of the tight end.
0: Receiver. Yeah, tight end.
1: No Backup tight end. <laughs> Better.
0: <laughs> Snap Long With,
1: snapper. Dimit- close. Dimitri Flowers, a fullback. Whoa. Full Came two yards shy, getting a century on the Ohio State secondary. Dimitri Flowers had seven catches for 98 yards. (laughs) And a TD, a crucial TD early to keep Oklahoma in this game. This could have been so much worse, y'all. It's 31-16, but there were two fumbles early. They doubled them up by over 100 yards of offense. They, They really... Probably should have been 37 to 40 to 16 if they were looking at this. And Baker Mayfield almost threw for 400 yards on him, threw for 386.
0: What was really depressing to me was it's 31, it's 31 13, like with about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. And Ohio State's got the ball and they're driving and they get all the way to. The Oklahoma 17. They've got first and 10. They go three yard run, incomplete pass, incomplete pass. It's fourth and seven. There's six and a half minutes to go. And it's a 18 point game. And they kick the field goal. And on one hand, it's like, well, yeah, you know, you, 18 points is still a three score game. 15 is not, but it's just like, y'all, y'all, y'all. No, you knew that was you knew that shit wasn't gonna work. That was like, see, we're still trying. See, I'm eating yeah. my broccoli. I'm eating my broccoli, mom. Be this proud is... of me. I'm going to school, just like you said.
1: On Ohio State's end, this is looking a lot like the Ohio State Michigan game's gonna be like fourteen ten.
2: In like quintuple overtime. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we need to we need to talk about multiple overtimes to to round this thing out by the Somehow way. Somehow about... two
2: safeties in overtime.
1: Yeah, that's it. Just multiple safeties left and right and missed field goals.
0: Is JT Barrett some sort of like. Is he one of those elements at the end of the periodic table and we're just seeing his half life go real, 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 real fast? It's just. Uh, a... he, I, I,
2: th- I think he's Benjamin Buckeye. Okay. <laughs> so he's a freshman now.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I'm 12.
2: <laughs> right now, he's a true freshman. When he, he 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 stepped in the game as you know leading leading the playoff run and all that. Cause yeah. he,
0: you go back and 2014 freshman JT Barrett, 64.6 completion percentage, nine yards a passing attempt. Mm-hmm. The next year, 63.3 completion percentage, 6.7 yards per passing attempt. The next year, yards per attempt stay the same. That percentage is down to sixty-one and a half. This year, the yards per attempt are at least up to seven, but he's down to a completion percentage of fifty-five point seven. It's just I mean, I, I kind of want him to get a grad year somewhere just to see if it'd be like, nah, he he plays cornerback now. That's how it went.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know where he needs you know where JT Barrett needs to play, because I was watching it and I thought what kind of quarterback does he look like? The now?
0: arena kind of, league.
1: No, better. Better. He looks like a Utah quarterback. Oh. One of those Damn. random
2: random I mean, event generators. Shit,
0: if he if he keeps it up, he might look like a BYU quarterback at this point. Oh, too. that's that's
2: he's that's got too. three or four more years to get there. Twenty eight <laughs> <laughs> year old JT Barrett. <laughs> Kill me.
1: Kill me. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Uh, like so last year coming in, it was, you know, hey, let's look at JT Barrett's career passer rating. How are we not talking about this guy like a Heisman contender coming into this year? It was okay. JT's had a rough year and a half. But here comes Kevin Wilson, you know, one of the greatest offensive coordinators ever. Um, Urban has had, you know, a whole offseason of yelling at these kids about 31 to zero. They're going to be fired up. Kevin Wilson's going to take the charge of this thing. And nah. Nope. So, you know, if you want to see somebody
1: who's working with nothing, relatively speaking. Nothing
2: but a bunch of five stars, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's nothing but a bunch of five stars. But, like, look at Oklahoma. Oklahoma doesn't have a bell cow running back, right? They don't. Um, You know, Trey Sermon was good. Trey Sermon averaged 3.6 yards carry. Oklahoma only rushed for 100 yards in this. Like, I remember watching this game going, like, Man, they're running the ball real well. You know why? Because they ran it well when they needed to, and they still only had 104 yards. Their receiving core, there's, there's not a like a real bunch of game breakers on here. They just threw, they threw to tight ends and to otherwise unremarkable wide receivers and to Grant Calcaterra for for a big reception. Like they ended up with 386 yards out of dudes just getting open. You know how they got open? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield will just shred your defense because once he starts moving, it's terrifying. He wasn't able to run for a lot. Like, the defense tried to keep him in front. They tried to limit him, and for the most part, they did, but it didn't matter because the way that he can sort of pong around inside a pocket, like just moving left, right, A, B, A, B, up, down, up, down, uh, inside the pocket, got dudes free. There is a moment in the third quarter where, and I don't know if you saw this play, but they get a really long completion uh, to put them in position to score. I believe it's to Michael Jones, um, where Baker Mayfield fakes, rolls right. There's a guy right there, and he just glides past him and throws the ball over a defender and in front of one for a 42-yard gain that would eventually become the score that put them up 17-13 for good, and it's breathtaking. And it just like it's just a coordinator who understands what he's working with and a quarterback who can do it, and they generate space wherever they are in the field with whoever they have, and sometimes all they have is an H back fullback named Dimitri Flowers, and he gets seven receptions for ninety eight yards and destroys the Ohio State defense at home. And then you throw a flag on the field. I just, like it was it was I'm gonna watch it again because he is that much fun to watch.
0: It is a ways off, but. I am fairly intrigued by the Oklahoma TCU game at this point because oh. and listen, oh, let's let's this is a bold statement. All right, I don't want everybody emailing me being like, "You sure about that?" Uh, listen, I recognize this is maybe one of the brashest things I've ever said. Arkansas is not as good as Oklahoma,
2: mm, nah.
0: but
2: their states are right next to each other.
0: Shit, and their colors are very similar. Uh-huh. shit you know what arkansas is as good as oklahoma you convinced me thank you jason all uh yep. please forward all emails to jason.kirk at boxmedia.com i don't even think that's his email it doesn't matter if um, it works just and we're not going to talk about this game a lot but austin allen's passing line in that game austin allen a guy who who has plenty of experience playing for arkansas nine of 23 for 138 yards and one touchdown That's bad. That's real bad. I don't know that, you know, again, I don't know what it's going to mean by the time we get to. I think that game's in November. But it will be really interesting to see what the Big 12 looks like with that Oklahoma offense and the Oklahoma State offense as well. And TCU may be becoming the kind of defense that they have been in previous years. All right, it's time
2: to throw down the the other card. Yes! we are moving to... Boise State versus Washington State. Um, Broncos up by twenty one in the fourth quarter with something stupid, like eight minutes left. I'm not looking any of this up. Um and everyone had given up. I had gone ahead and on the board, I had moved Boise State to number one on the group of five New Year's six playoff bowl list. Um foregone I had conclusion. Week I, had two is over. Go, I had decided to go to bed, by the way. Well yeah. uh, when Dad, did you Dad when
0: did you decide when fine. did you decide to go to bed?
1: I think I said at 130 I was hitting it. And then wow. uh, and then at 135, I was like, ah, this will probably get stupid. Yeah, you, you barely missed it.
0: Because I, I was going to say, I made a decision. I sort of made a, a strange decision. The only reason why it was even able to get this game to overtime was because on what should have been their likely last possession, They got held to, they got stopped on like fourth and 20, or or they got to fourth and 20 and they punted the ball away. And when they did, it bounced off the back of a Boise State, not the, not the returner, another, another player near the returner for Boise State. Couldn't have seen it coming. Total fluke. And that, bizarrely, is when I said, no, this game's going to go way longer now because this has just gone full stupid. And I went to bed at that point, even though that was the peak of its craziness.
2: Yeah. So you saw it coming down the tracks and said, no, yeah, no, I want um, no part um, of this. Um,
0: bail. No, this, 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 it's sort of like watching the trailer for it and being like, yeah, that's mm. going to have kids die. No, thanks.
2: Yeah. Not my, not my, not my kind of viewing. <laughs> so, so Spencer turned in because he is um no, a I didn't, greatly I, advanced age. No, I turned in and then I reneged and said, no. Oh, no. right, right. Yeah, okay, I was like, this is gonna get stupid. Caught your third wind, caught my caught, like caught, some, wind. caught some caught yeah. some bad strength and bounced back.
1: Yeah.
2: Whereas Ryan gave up.
1: Yep.
2: Uh, I was around for the duration, um, and my single favorite thing about it, other than yeah, it was extreme Pac-12 of after dark, and it was very 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 dumb. Um, and if you like long football games with a lot happening, it was your kind of thing. The single greatest thing about it was Rod Gilmore. The ESPN (laughs) announcer, who is extremely by the book, extremely 2% milk, just the most.
0: He's purred happily. He's He's purred
2: happily. Yes. (laughs) Like, and it's not even like him calling these super nuts West Coast games, there's one way it could go that would be. Funny, which would be if he was completely frazzled by it, you know, like, I, I just don't know why everything is breaking and going wrong. But what he does takes it to the next level in that he remains sober and sensible and rational even when the whole world is crumbling around him. And it's admirable and it's awesome because he remains himself and he keeps trying to force Insanity into something that makes sense, like, you know, well, if you're up by 17, I think what you should do is hang on to the football. And no, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. You know, like, oh, well, if you're in double overtime, here's what you should try to do. They're not listening to you, Rod, but it is so admirable that he still believes in everyone around him enough to keep trying. Um, and I, I think that like part of it is just screaming hilarious to listen to. But part of it is also it's inspirational. This man believes in us this much, even when things are going wrong. He believes we can make the correct decision on the goal line. And no matter how many feces these idiots have smeared on their faces, he's still going <laughs> to believe they can pull through and just kick the field goal on fourth down. he does. there's a there's a rational world out there
1: somewhere that Rod Gilmore believes he can lead you to. And I can't decide whether that makes him football's greatest fool or or noblest soul. I'm not sure which one.
0: He is he is the character in Fallout that you encounter who insists that nuclear war did not happen. So
2: come on in. Have a glass of orange juice. I think it. he knows it did, but he's the <laughs> only one on Earth who thinks we're going to be fine if we just kick the ball on Fortnite. <laughs> and, and it is great because every time
1: in this game it would come up and be like, you know, it's fourth and six here. I, you know, you got a kick. Leech is going for it. Ah. <laughs> Boise is like, you know, fourth and three. What I do here is I give them a run pass option. This is, a by the way, run
2: pass option.
1: This is Rod Rod Gilmore's like juicing is to your, your newly health conscious friend as the run pass option is to Rod Gilmore mm. in the red zone. There is no play, no fourth and short thing. That cannot be remedied by an RPO.
0: This is his Fitbit that he won't stop fucking
1: talking (laughs) about.
2: (laughs) I think it's like an iPod nano or something. (laughs) You
1: could have a six foot seven, two. The thing about the run pass option
0: is that it holds up to eight hundred (laughs) songs.
1: You could have Jamarcus Russell back there on fourth and six, and he's like, I think you gotta roll him out and see if he could do something with his legs, or maybe get a ball to a receiver, you know. He can move a little bit. No well, this can't. is
2: third down. That's third down. Because on fourth down, you better kick that ball. Oh, yeah, kick, kick
0: that. You gotta take the points. Well, hold on, hold on. Can <laughs> you run field goal? Can you kick a run pass option?
2: Oh. a run kick option? Oh, if right. you come out and start doing rugby plays, Rod Gilmore would say, <laughs> "Finally, they've learned all they they've learned. They've ascended. learned from me, it's Rod Gilmore. I can I see... leave now. I can, you can you return
0: to my Aussie home balls? planet."
1: <laughs> And Rod, Gil- Rod Gilmore watching Aussie rules. and like,
0: oh, Finally. Here is, here is the best summation of how dumb this game was. All of these things happened to Luke Falk during this game. He set the school record for career passing yards. He got benched after that happened. And then after the benching, he came back in and got hurt. It was amazing. Like Luke Falk uh-huh. experienced every conceivable emotion.
2: After that, he was lingering by Mike Leach, like, trying to get put back in. And, of course, this entire time, Rod Gilmore was, seemed to be convinced that only Rod Gilmore could stop Luke, Luke Falk from taking the field. And Like, you know, they'd be discussing something barely related. And, by the way, they need to remove Luke Falk's helmet. Can someone please go down there and do that?
0: Well, that's because he oh. knows that's, that's the weak spot on this boss. If you take his helmet away... And you punch him when he flashes.
2: <laughs> head is flashing. That's how again. You
1: win. I'm kinda surprised Rod Gilmore doesn't wear a helmet at all times <laughs> or at least a hard hat. Like just, you know, you know one of the most common causes of death is an accident. Most of those from falling, especially if you're over fifty. And at my well, age, I find wearing a hard hat just makes sense
2: everywhere. You never know when a broadcast booth might collapse.
0: People fall in the shower. That's why I just climb inside the washing machine. <laughs> This
1: is, by the way, Boise State had the same thing happen. Brett Ripon. Brett Ripon was out. Montel Kozart comes in. It's not really clear like Brett Ripon was was injured or I I, I'm still not exactly sure why he was benched.
2: Shit got weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean
1: just a tremendously dumb game. Yeah. (laughs) Also, Mike Leach called his offense constipated.
0: But um, Wazoo has now opened the season by beating an FCS team and beating Boise State, so they will finish 3-9. and nine. Condolences. Yep, that was it. Um, that said, I would like to mention briefly that, oh boy, the race for first Arizona school to fire their coach. It's on. on it's on and popping. Which did you like better? Did you like Arizona losing to Houston, or did you like... Arizona State getting beat by ten points by San Diego State. So many choices, so many options to choose from. Did San George. Diego? Did San Diego State pass for? I don't know. Even seventy-five yards in that win? No, no, they did not. Did they need to again? No, no, they did not. Because we when you can run for six and a half yards an attempt on Arizona uh-huh. State, yeah, you're gonna when win you got, that game.
1: When you got Rashad Penny in the backfield, Rashad Penny.
2: Chad penny of 216 yards on 18, on 18 carries. 18
0: carries.
2: I think I like ASU more here because Arizona is probably going to beat UTEP. Holy shit. That catch by Cole Beasley just now. Sorry. I looked up and saw the NFL happen, but um, so Arizona is probably going to beat UTEP next week. Arizona state has to play Texas tech uh, and, and Texas tech can keep you under 75 points. Now, not that you could ever get there as Arizona state after that. They have
0: to play Oregon at Stanford, and Washington. Yeah, mm. yeah, Tom Graham, Todd Graham, he's so fired, dude. Oh, but maybe you can pick it up at the end of the season. Nah, buddy, you gotta you gotta host USC. <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta host Colorado, who still looks good. He's gone. You gotta Man. go to UCLA. You do get to go to Oregon State. Oregon State is hot trash. They lost to Minnesota, forty-eight to fourteen.
2: But Bo- 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 has
1: been rowed. So
2: Bo- Org- yeah. o- Oregon State is kind of like your your checkpoint your uh your save. Right. Like you can save save your game if you get to Oregon State, but you're still down to like half a life. Yeah,
0: line. you're you might you might you're probably dead before you get there, Todd Graham. Who's
2: you're all, you're all, me, your armor is at one percent. Let me point this out by the way: at Oliver
1: at Oliver in that game, their their safety had eleven tackles, at Oliver at Oliver had eleven tackles. And a tackle and a half for a loss, and blocked a field goal. He was not handleable. And keep in mind, this is this is with them reading him a lot, right? And in, in a defense, in an offense where you're trying to get the ball out of the backfield and running options uh, designed around him, he still had 11 tackles.
0: I overall, it was a much better week for college football in the state of texas houston got to play and got a win over a power five team even if it's not a very good one
2: um, taylor lost to an fbs team this time but,
0: uh, well i would i job. would posit that as ut san antonio got a win that's a okay. texas school right
2: kept the win in state
0: right so that's important and texas a&m probably everything went fine
1: <laughs> um you know that that was not the case ryan I mean, they got to win. You know what? The board, the board says W and I'll put it that
2: way. But um, hey, un- the- until late.
0: And sometimes that just means why?
1: why? Why?
2: Did they do better against the Nichols colonels than Kirby smart did in year one? Shit. <laughs> <They did. laughs> well, this is like Kevin someone and what I'm going to assume
1: was year 11 mm. at Texas A&M. Been a few. It's been, been being paid a ridiculous amount of money for this. And, um, yeah, they were they were tied with Nichols at one point in the fourth quarter. Nichols, formerly Nichols State, not not an FBS team. They're 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 an FCS team.
0: What so, they? So yeah, yeah, they they got problems. They got deep. <sighs> yeah, they got
1: problems. Man. Massive problems. You know who doesn't have problems? South Carolina's two and and0 man.
0: South Carolina looks awesome.
1: They get they got <laughs> deep, they got Debo Samuel just returning kicks left and right. Their defense limited a pretty, pretty solid, pretty impressive Missouri offense to I don't know less than seven hundred yards. And I mean,
0: points. South Carolina last year it took them six games to score nine touchdowns on offense, and this year they've done that in two games. Yeah, South, South Carolina. I mean, I think Georgia still looks like probably the best team in the East, and Tennessee is like weird and fluky enough that maybe they'll still be good. Florida's garbage. I think we've established that. Yeah. South Carolina is gonna make going to make for some trouble in the SEC East this season. They they look good and they look fun, and I I know we're saying that about a Will Muschamp team, and I'm fine with that.
2: because think you know they what look I just like...
0: I've learned that it's not Will Muschamp that's the problem; it's Florida. It it's a, Florida.
2: It, it's a, it's a it's a fun elevated version of a Champ team because yes, they're still scoring on special teams and three yard drives and all that, and getting like. Wildly outgained by the teams they're beating, um, but it just works. Like, do you want to beat do you? Do you want to beat the Ragin Cajuns on a punt block, or do you want to lose to them? We probably want to beat them, right? Okay, so let's do that. That that is the stuff that has carried over so far.
0: I don't know, man. They're throwing they're throwing more than twenty passes a game. I know that's a low bar to set, but it's real and it's true, and it happened.
1: Yeah, I'm confused by this and I don't want to think about it or process it emotionally okay. yet. Okay,
0: um, hold on. We have we have been very remiss in leaving out what I would argue was the most entertaining and most unexpected game of
2: week two. Play that song.
0: Play that horn for me. <laughs> The damn, El- mat- damn Matadors started stabbing each other. It was amazing. El Asico, you lit it the fuck up. 44-41. Overtime. Both teams over 450 yards of offense. My goodness. Both teams over 300 yards passing.
2: I liked how it felt like everyone was proud of us. That like our pet game was actually good. <laughs> like we didn't, we didn't do this. We didn't have anything to do no. with this. You know, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad people watched it. And anyone whose decision was pointed in that direction because of us, cool, 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 great, great, great. Yeah, these I things think, just happen sometimes. I, I think I laughed when Bleacher Report said, "Oh, Elasico's over."
1: Oh, oh, in <laughs> their, it was on, in so, their somebody, push somebody notification.
2: Yeah, it was on a somebody got. Well, I guess thousands of people got a push notification that said El Asico, and I would imagine they said, "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> and then Googled it and found y'all's post explaining <laughs> what it I is. saw. That
1: I saw that shared at several points. It was like, um, here's actually what El Asico means. Here's here's what all the yelling is about. Yeah, no, it was it, that was actually probably like that was probably my favorite game to watch. It, it usually is in week two for reasons that I can't explain. This year I could explain them. Because it was awesome, and good for you, Ohio, good for you, Iowa State. You were there. You're you right there. Like you look pretty good. You, you look yeah. pretty fun. You, you know have, how bad have, Iowa State is historically. You have a quarterback who can slang it a little
0: bit. I mean, yeah. his his accuracy is not crazy amazing, but well, it also helps when Iowa occasionally is just like don't cover the deep man.
1: He looks like a Charlie Whitehurst cosplay guy, and that's cool.
2: You look like a team that had Texas fans sing. Oh, we have oh, to go no. to Ames this year.
0: <laughs> Jacob Park kind of looks like if Char- if Charlie Whitehurst lived in Asgard.
1: If, if, you mean if Charlie Whitehurst was from Wales, like he's from Cardiff?
0: <laughs> what is he saying? I don't know.
1: I have no idea. I but don't God, know. He's Got but a th- lot of tattoos. But I think he's, he's trying confident. to. I think he's trying to fuck my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Carter to the house.
0: Jacob Park. Yeah. Um, And a a good win for Iowa. Sure.
1: By the way, Iowa just doing it the way they've always done it with dazzling passing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, 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 well. well, well. Dazzling passing. Two running backs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. This is completely on brand. Just
0: so we're totally clear here. Because, yes, you're a leading receiver. Akron
1: Wadley. Yeah, he was a badass. He's great. I mean, he, looked, he looked absolutely fantastic. El Asico, um, you know, I figure we can we can address this when somebody goes, well, if it's a good game, you can't call it El Asico. Ass is great. We're going to call it El Asico no matter what. And if it's El Asico and the game sucks, it's because it was ass. And if it was El Asico because it was good, guess what? Because it was ass. It was ass.
0: I would so, like yeah. to, uh, Now... Pass is not always good, though, and that's how I'm going to talk about Northwestern uh, Duke. Because okay. <laughs> you know, this offseason when we were doing previews, and I decided for whatever dumb reason, probably because I was bored, to go in on Pat Fitzgerald and Northwestern being kind of an unachieving, underachieving program in the last few years. You too, and lots of other people out there were like, "You're an idiot, asshole." Fair. I usually am based on this game. Fuck all of you because <laughs> Northwestern looked like shit against Duke. These are real numbers. Total yards. Duke 538 Northwestern 191 Duke on third down 15 of 22 Northwestern. One of 10 Northwestern okay. rushing game such as it can be considered 21 rushing attempts, 22 yards. Time this of possession. Time of possession. Duke, 41 minutes and 18 fucking seconds. Sure. Take everything you had that you used to defend Pat Fitzgerald and explain how it makes sense in a world where they get absolutely crushed by Duke and really barely beat Nevada.
2: Simple. Simple. Who was Northwestern's motivational speaker before oh, the Nevada game? God. <laughs>
1: Um, that would be
2: uh, wasn't wasn't that Darren Ravel? It was it was Derek Derek himself, <coughs> Derek Ravel, Dar- Donald Revelle has turned has changed the program's brand, and didn't and that's no, a bad brand.
1: I like that. I I, I would want to go ahead and say I have no defense for it. And Ryan was right. I do want to. Can I give one? Plot it to a team that I guarantee you they will get no other specific mentions in terms of national media. Sure. None. Uh, That would be, it was a big weekend for New Mexico State. (laughs) It was massive because in week two, the big rivalry of the Atomic Republic of New Mexico happens. It's New Mexico Lobos. Versus the New Mexico State Aggies. And as you all know. The Aggies are a homeless program. They don't really have. A conference or a plan for their future. Or any real sort of. Existence planned. You know beyond this season. Next season they'll get together and be like. I guess we'll play some football. New Mexico meanwhile. Doing fairly well. Bob Davey. They actually got a guy you can write. Bob Davey's their head coach. They run like a quintuple option. real exciting, real interesting. Um, And New Mexico state won 30 to 28 in a thriller where New Mexico, New Mexico state was up and they allowed 23 points in the fourth quarter and still won, (laughs) which the quote was my favorite quote of the weekend, which was uh, from the quarterback for New Mexico state, Tyler Rogers. Man, that was stressful. 23-point <laughs> ripoff in the fourth quarter, and they still held on. So way to go, New Mexico State. No
2: no one else is going to love you
1: up. Bring it in.
2: Now we're going to tune into podcasts and play nobody, and they'll have spent 37 minutes on New Mexico <laughs> they'll, State.
1: We'll talk about this
2: for 37 minutes in detail. Like, well, I, you know, I was breaking down the film of this. You know, when I talk to coaches about New Mexico State, (laughs) they've never heard of it. We're like, we couldn't find Las Cruces on a map.